EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen and Jeff Cotramani EFTM So a bit of news around this week and it got me thinking uh, it got me thinking about the future of, of television sport you'll be well aware that late last week the uh, Cricket Australia boss, James Sutherland, the complete goose that stuffed up the South Africa dramas pretty badly, um, got to uh, got to announce a brand new television rights deal. Channel 7 and Fox Sports completely and utterly taking over the cricket. Now, there's a couple of things in that. Firstly, it doesn't start until the, the end of next year. But one of the things, and you'll see this on EFTM.com, is... Fox Sports. Now, Fox Sports, a lot of people want it, can't afford it. They think it's too expensive. So first and foremost, I want to draw your attention if you're a sports-loving, mad person who wishes they had all the sport at their fingertips, I wrote an article on EFTM.com about how to watch Fox Sports cheaply. And I think $39 a month is cheap for Fox Sports um, because of what they've got. I mean, they've got every AFL game, every NRL game, MotoGP, Formula One, and next year, Cricket. That most people think Fox Sports is going to cost them 80, 100, 150 bucks a month because Foxtel's expensive. But it's actually not if you just get the Foxtel Now streaming service. On your mobile phone, your tablet, your PC, up to five devices can be hooked up. Any two of them at any one time can be watching. Uh, and you can Chromecast the signal up to your big screen TV. I just think it's a brilliant service, it works really well. Um, I pretty much exclusively watch either Sky News or the Formula One on it, and it's great. But it got me thinking about how I'm 41, and I've never known a time that Channel 9 didn't have the, the cricket rights. This is a fundamental change in our, our TV landscape, in our sporting landscape, and it's a pretty it's a pretty critical time for the sport and for television because what's the future of sport? Now, we'll talk about this when uh, the boys are together, we'll talk about where we see the future of, I guess, broadcasting and sports coverage. But I wanted to partly take a trip down memory lane, partly analyse this in, in some way with someone who just gets cricket, someone who lives and breathes it. And Bowen and I were talking about who that person is. Who, who's, who do we all know that we kind of respect their opinion on? Who do we all know that that loves cricket but isn't bloody one of the commentary team and they're probably not writing for a daily newspaper either. And there was only one name I could come up with. So I had a chat with this person last week um, and it was great to catch up. I haven't spoken to him for a very long time. Um, he uh, he wasn't fully aware of the deal, but I, I, we had a chat about it anyway and he agreed to talk to me this week on the podcast about this very big deal that's going on now, this whole change in the cricketing landscape. So this podcast, this episode, is purely about the cricket. If you're not interested in the cricket or the future of, of TV broadcasting, that's cool. Skip this one. But for those that are interested in cricket, and if you're a 12th Man fan, this is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen, and Jeff Contramani. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, your age uh, is very, very clearly dated based on what your experience is with the wide world of sports and cricket. And for me, I grew up 
with World Series cricket. I grew up, in fact, I was born at the birth of World Series cricket. So I've not known a time as a human being that Channel 9 did not have the rights to the cricket. So last week's bombshell that Channel 7 and Foxtel have now got the rights to the cricket from 2019 onwards struck me as a really different thing, a different time for, for all of us who've grown up with Channel 9 uh, as the cricket broadcaster. But maybe maybe this has been coming for some time. And when I thought about who knows cricket, who knows cricket better than anyone? Well, it's not someone in the commentary box. It's someone who, like you and I, has sat and watched cricket for many years, but has been lucky enough to make a living out of it as well. And that man is the 12th man, Billy Birmingham. G'day, Billy. Hey, Jeff. How are you going? Mate, very yeah, I'm- I'm the same as you. I mean, I, I've always said in my interviews that, uh, even though I'm older than you, um, that, you know, when I did my HSC in 1970, mm. and I, from 70 to 78, you know, me and my mates were taking absolutely no interest in, in cricket. There was, and it wasn't something you discussed. Mm. wasn't something you watched on the weekend. Occasionally, I mean, I think... You know, the coverage in the early 70s was a bit of, you know, one camera black and white stuff on the ABC. But, yeah. but uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in Australia came back to the game in 78 when Kerry Packer, Richie Benno, Tony Gregg, Austin Robertson, John Cornell, Paul Hogan, you know, all these guys got together mm. and... Uh, you know, I do my Kerry Packer impersonation. And what's wrong with this bloody game? How come no one's watching it? It's fucking steeped in history. It's bloody gladiatorial sport and someone hurling a fucking rock down at someone at another 100 miles an hour. What's going on here? And uh, so he's got all these guys together and, and you know, coloured uniforms, lights, cameras all over the joint. And... Uh, it was just, yeah. And he turned it on its head. This is the thing. I mean, uh, it's hard, I think, for the younger generation to understand that Channel 9, you know, yes, they broadcast it, but they created what we have today as cricket, essentially. Well, kids today don't know how sort of revolutionary it was. The impact of of Kerry Packer's World Series cricket, it not only was the, the rebirth of the game, it was the rebirth of... You know, it introduced the one-day game, really. Mm. Uh, I don't know whether one-day games were played at, you know, Dremoyne Oval or yep. or Essendon Oval or whatever. I, all I know is that part of the, you know, Packer World Series, which was certainly the coverage of the game, you know, with the, you know all the stats and the graphics and the cameras everywhere and mm. all that sort of stuff, uh, you know, they were giving us that in this new version of the game, which was the 50 overs. And then they also applied the same technology to test cricket. So all of the people, especially in the UK, who were freaking out that this, you know, this antipodean revolution where we were bastardising the game and it was going to be the death of the five-day game were completely wrong. And every form of cricket benefited unbelievably from the Packer revolution and anyone who earns one cent out of the game in 2018 owes all of those guys, particularly Kerry Packer, a huge debt of gratitude and will do for a long time to come. So then is it kind of um, ironic that Channel 9, in essence, didn't see the writing on the wall? I mean, I, 
I get the sense that people were bored of Channel 9's coverage and it was Channel 10 that reinvigorated cricket again in the last few I years mean, with not, the Big Bash. I'm not too sure, Trevor, that they didn't see the writing on the wall. I mean, I've, I'm not someone who is, you know, in the know about what's going on no. behind the scenes in cricket, but in the last couple of seasons, you know, watching watching a lot of a lot of Channel 9's coverage with with you know pretty bloody low crowds, you know, empty seats in the mm. background. And, you know, like I have to say that, that you know, the, the level of, of coverage and commentary had sort of slipped into a, you know, a slightly sort of, you know, vanilla mode. And then you'd, you'd watch, you know, Channel 10. I, I'm not a huge fan of the T20, but, you know, I'll, I'll watch, watch a bit of it. But, mm. you know, you, you, you turn on and you see the bloody Sydney Sixers or whatever, and you had these huge crowds. And I was just commenting to... Uh, you know, people in passing, that it wouldn't surprise me if when the cricket rights come up that Channel 9 uh, won't be prepared to pay the sort of money that they'll be asking. I I just think that, um, you know, maybe the the writing is on the wall. And I, I, I wasn't surprised. Well, I was surprised. It was one of those things where even though you're predicting it, Trev, yeah. you still get a bit of a shock when it happens. So... When, uh, you know, Froggy, my record producer, texted me the other day and said, it looks like Nines lost the cricket, and then an hour later I had it confirmed. Um, you know, I'd been, you know, mentioning in dispatches that uh, it, it it might happen next time the cricket rights came came around, broadcasting rights, but it was still some sort of shock when it, when it happened because it literally is the end of an era. The, the interesting thing, you mentioned your HSC. Well, my HSC was spent... Uh, listening to the Still the Twelfth Man. Um, I did HSC in 93. You know, the, when you look back on the, you know, because the Twelfth Man is very much associated with this era yes. that's coming to an end. And the greatest joy that I get out of, uh, you know, the whole Twelfth Man saga is is the number of guys of varying ages, but... Mm. They all they all say that they've grown up with the twelfth man, mm. and um, I I then correct them and say, I think you mean you failed to grow up. The fact that you stayed locked into schoolboy humour. Yeah, the fact um, that at forty we're still we reciting many, lines from the twelfth man is is a bit bit sad. It's yeah, well, some some uh, you know some guys who were you know whatever they were sort of fourteen or fifteen. I mean. Yeah. When I th- when I first did it back in nineteen you know eighty four, and uh, it just it just tickled a funny bone because of the popularity trend, mm. of course. I mean, yeah. um, you know, from seventy eight to eighty four, when I did the first twelve man record, I was sitting around my lounge room with my mates, loving this new presentation of the game of cricket, mm. getting right back into it. Um, and of course, get just you know Richie Benno with that marvelous voice of his that just. It just, you know, defies belief. And uh, Tony Grigg, Horton, Forst, and Glenn McGraw, and Bill Murray, oh, he's a Victorian! One of the greatest Victorians ever to be a Victorian! And uh, then uh, Chappelle with that uh, that uh, dry, uh, laconic... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, Big Max, he, you know, rest in peace, Big Max, always a big spry on the old dial. 
you know, I mean, you just, if you have a uh, a, a penchant, or as Rabs Warren would say, a penchant <laughs> for taking the piss out of voices, um, these guys were manna from heaven for me. But so I was sitting around my lounge room, and, and me and all my mates were doing the voices yeah. while we were watching, you know, strapped into the lounge chair for hours on end. And uh, I just, you know, decided after I wrote Australiana for Ostentatious in 83, and it was a big success, and I thought... You know, I wonder what I can do for myself, and yeah. I and I decided I'd <clears throat> do something with my lounge room impersonations of Richie and the Boys, and you know, the twelfth band was born, and gee, the number of people who <clears throat> you know still come up to me, even though the twelfth band is now definitely in retirement, mm-hmm. um, they they just say, mate, you know, thanks for all the laughs over the years, and just you know, some of them are, some of these guys are sort of almost you now tearing up, you know, just that. For many guys, the only thing they had in common with their dad and their granddad was listening to the Twelfth Man oh, down in a back shed at Christmas time. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, disjointed families where fathers, grandfathers, and grandsons found common ground in in having a an uncomfortable Christmas lunch and you know stilted conversation, and then they retire to the back shed away from the. The uh, you know the 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 ears of uh, what the wives and, and girlfriends kids. yes <laughs> and they and they'd share a laugh over the latest twelve man release and you know I literally have had oh Richie people, please I've had people in tears <laughs> relating those sorts of stories to me and yeah. um, so you know the fact that people you know if you're fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen even in your early twenties when in eighty four when I did the first one. You know, you've since got married, you've since had kids, and and they've liked my stuff enough to to you know go and get each record as they've come out, and it, you know so far, well, when I say so far, it's not like I'm going to do another one. <laughs> I haven't disappointed them, which is a good thing. Do, you know, you mentioned the the Channel Nine coverage becoming vanilla. Do you think? And obviously, neither of us are uh, you know uh, I guess ratings uh, gurus that can understand what drives audiences. But do you think the very fact that it got vanilla is what caused um, it to become so stale. So, so in essence, does Channel 7 and Fox Sports need to uh, find characters' voices as inspiring and as interesting as the originals to make the coverage somewhat I appealing? Know. I don't know, because it's, it's uh, you know, we're at that interesting stage where, where we, you know, we're, we're going to find out over the next couple of years whether the... T20, whether the 20 over, the, how much of an incursion is that going to make on uh, the one-day game and, and, and test cricket? Because yeah. there are, you know, most of the people out there loving the uh, the big bash stuff are, uh, you know, dads and their kids and their little kids who just, you know, love the, you know, the coloured uniforms and for them tradition means bugger all and they yeah. wouldn't know who Dennis Lilly was. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, you know, as I said, watching... Watching Channel 9's you know, coverage over the last couple of years, and seeing, as I said, some you know some pretty ho hum crowds, and and just noticing a <coughs> a, a bit of what's what's the word? What's a what's a vanilliarity? There yeah. you go, vanilliarity. It's a uh, it's a noun that I've just invented from the word <laughs> vanilla. Uh, this vanilliarity that sort of crept into their commentary box. Um, and then you you know you watch Channel Ten, and you know it's all happening. The tension, the drama, the buzz, 
um, except there's not Bill Laurie doing it. I was just and, going to say, um, that, that's, so, the, that's the part that yeah. needs Bill Laurie. And I, I think the other part of this, uh, Billy, that, that I think is interesting is the complete shift in the way we are being offered content, sport in this case. And it's not going to be the last time we hear about this. And I guess as someone who's grown up in the free-to-air era and is watching all this Netflixy stand stuff go on, I know yep. I don't know what you have at home or what you enjoy watching, but do you think that you know people are going to accept the idea of paying for the one dayers, for example? There's not a single one day available to watch on free-to-air under the new agreement. I have taken very little interest in the nuts and bolts of the Foxtel Channel 7 deal. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the who's got what, and, you know, I don't know, on Foxtel... Um, but let, let's let's keep it simple. Sri Lanka's touring Australia over the summer, let's say. I'm just tossing it up. Um, and, you know, it's a three-game series. The third game's at uh, Adelaide Oval. You know, Billy Birmingham comes home, uh, knows it's on, goes to turn on the TV, it's not there. Um, it's only available on a pay platform. Is it a, you know, Tony Gregg, blow it out your ass situation, or is it just a... <laughs> well, listen, as I said, you know, the announcement that's been made about you know, what Seven are going to do and what Seven are going to give us and what Foxtel are going to give us. I've taken very little interest. I mean, I've got, you know, it's it's too sort of high tech for me. I've got I've got a platinum package on Fox Sports. I have no idea whether under the new cricket arrangement, my platinum, sport, my platinum package is going to allow me to see every game of cricket that's available. I think you'd be sweet. Um, but, but, I mean, I don't even... Uh, Here's a question for you. Is, is Channel 9... Have Channel 9 lost the rights to call the game like from now? They won't no. be calling this summer? That's what makes it more interesting. There is still an Ashes series. There is still a, a bunch of games this summer. It's a 2019 thing. So we're, it's kind of, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, hang I on, guess. Hang on a sec. Hang on. Next, this summer, who's covering the cricket in Australia this summer? Channel 9. Channel 9 right. and Channel so, 10. Right. So this, this summer coming up hmm. will be their last... Coverage. That's it. That's exactly right. And and what's who are the teams coming out? When's the Ashes on? Oh, I couldn't tell you who's coming out, but I I think there's a there's another solid international series test series coming in this Channel Line arrangement, and, and the whole Channel Seven thing doesn't kick in. See, I'm the opposite to you. I take interest in the minutiae of the technical details, being the nerd, right. uh, not what in the cricket. Itself. We don't have an Ashes. What we have this summer is a typical Channel 9 summer where we will play some tests uh, first up against, you know, whoever's coming out. Yep. Then another team will join them for a three-way, uh, you yep. know, what used to one, be... One-day internationals, be yep. Benson and Hedges World Series Cup. <laughs> and then we may play some tests against that second team yep. uh, who've come down to join us for the summer. So, you know, there's, there's always been a, a, a pattern to, to you know, the cricketing summer with Channel 9 where, you know, a series of tests and a triangular one-day series and a couple of T20s. Mm. And the, we will get more of those this summer and a chance, I dare say, for the uh, Channel 9 archive and editing department yes. to go and find all of the highlights of the last 35 years, um, which will probably be more entertaining... To to you know look at all of the all of the best ofs um, than the live games that they'll be covering. That, that's exactly right. And there is to even further complicate it for you, Billy. There is a an away Ashes series in 2019 that Channel Nine have the rights to. 
So it's not until the summer, the end of 2019, when Fox really and Channel 7 really kick in. And I think... Right. Um, well, Channel 9's coverage of uh, ashes from uh, England have always been, you know, picking up uh, Sky or exactly. picking up... You yeah. know, they've never sent the full crew over there. <laughs> they won't uh, now for the cost. <laughs> eh? They won't now. It'll cost too much. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. They'll, you know, the Channel 9 accountant, uh, Annette, Annette Prophet, you know Annette, <laughs> uh, lovely girl, she will be saying we can't afford... But I, what I'm saying is that they've never really, to my... Yeah. As far as I can recall... Uh, when there's an Ashes series in England, uh, we have got a you know mishmash of you know we might send over a couple of our guys, yeah, a bit of studio we'll, studio links we'll back here, some, some David Gowers and some you know David Lloyd and a few other Sky people and whatever. So it's never a full-on Channel Nine presentation uh, when they're covering an Ashes from overseas. Billy is. Kerry Packer rolling in his grave, or is this just uh, life as as it happens and, and moves on? poker game so he probably <laughs> when someone's come and whispered in his ear he probably go Ugh. yeah not surprised those dickheads um, <laughs> I have he, he would be he would be disappointed but then he was always a fairly pragmatic sort of person you know like you know everything has to everything has to come to an end yeah. and I you know, look it'll be interesting because it's 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 now for me Jeff it's the game of cricket that's under the microscope, not Channel 9's coverage. Yes. It's, it's the actual, you know, what do people want to watch? You've got, you got so many experts saying that the one-day game is dead and that the T20's taken over and, you know, the <clears throat> test cricket uh, seems to have plateaued. You know, mm. a couple of years ago it was travelling along nicely, but it sort of seems to have plateaued in popularity. It's, always, it's harder to pick than a broken nose, <laughs> the, way, the way audiences are going to go. So because it's cricket that's coming under the microscope, it's going to be interesting to see what Channel 7 and Foxtel can do to entice us and freshen the presentation to, uh, um, you know, give the whole, every form of the game um, an uplift and a spark that it seems to be lacking at the moment. And you haven't had a call from Patrick Delaney at Fox Sports because, you know, that was the topic of a very important album of yours where uh, Billy Birmingham took over the entire team and Richie got the arse. Absolutely. No, I haven't heard from... I haven't heard from anybody there. I've, I've just read in the paper that uh, people have been speculating, Trev, as to yeah. who of the current crop of nine or ten commentators might, uh, you know, Make be invited over. Yeah. And, you know, they probably will, like Channel 9, try and get Bill Laurie to do uh, the Boxing Day test. And, uh, you know, which he's done for the last couple of years. And uh, I think this year Channel 9 implored him to come to Sydney and do the Sydney test as well. And, mm. you know, you look at social media and everyone absolutely loves it when Bill, you know, makes an appearance, yeah. uh, you know, which are, his appearances, you know, are very rare these yeah. days. So yeah. it's a few people saying that uh, <clears throat> they'll probably get Bill and uh, maybe Warney, and then they were saying nice things about uh, Gilchrist and Ponting over on Channel 10. So mm. it'll be interesting to see who Channel 7 snap up and who Foxtel snap up. And look, there's all sorts of you know, there's all sorts of guys who, who you know know their cricket. 
but they're going to try and create this sort of spark that Kerry Packer created back in 78 with the Packer Revolution, and that is going to be, at the moment, a very, very difficult thing to do. And uh, I will, you know, like you, wait with interest to see what happens. But you've just filled me in on how long I've got to wait. Because because Channel 9... Even if you do want to take the piss out of them, you're going to have to wait a whole year. But I'd I'd certainly bet Lefty on it that if Channel 9 are doing their last Aussie summer uh, in 2018-19... They will be trawling back uh, through the archives, and a lot of the programming uh, will be, and probably should be, uh, you know, highlights of uh, close games, uh, funny stuff that have happened, and you can better be Bill Laurie, Tony Gregg heavy. Personally, I'll just whip out the uh, the Wide World Sports 12th Man stuff, mate, because that's the best way to reflect on cricket from my era is just to just to enjoy the 12th man billy you brought great joy to a lot of people over many years and and the great thing is you you captured a moment in time that won't be repeated it it will never be repeated there will never be characters like that again on television let alone in in cricket coverage it was it was you know in terms of sports presentation uh and and sports presentation that became so revolutionary and so popular with an audience that some bloke was able to come out and make records taking the piss out of it (laughs) and, for the trivia buffs out there, become the only Australian recording artist in history to have seven consecutive number one albums. You know, if someone asked you that at the bloody Paddington Hotel... You'd say Farnham. You'd be be saying Cole Chisel in excess, John Farnham. But the 12th man is the only Australian recording artist to have seven consecutive number one albums. And I've always said, Trev, that says a lot about Australia. I'm buggered if I know what it says. Do you know what I say? What? It's bloody marvellous. M-A-R-V-E-L-L-O-U-S. Really super stuff. And uh, we'll come back here to Trevor Long's podcast in just a few moments. What a top bloke. Uh, an interesting chat. I mean, reflecting very much on his career, let alone the Channel 9 commentary team. Love your views on uh, where you think the cricket's going to go and what you think's going to happen with, with Fox Sports' ownership of the game. Um, I tell you right now, I think that by the time these rights are enacted, so sometime in 2019, we're going to have a whole new streaming landscape. I think Fox Sports will have a, a a la carte option where you can take the sport that you want at a much lower rate than even what I've talked about now with Foxtel and their Foxtel Now streaming service. So uh, a cracking um, uh, a cracking bloke, Billy Birmingham, and always uh, been generous with his time, so I appreciate his time here. Uh, we'll be back on the EFTM podcast very soon. Uh, thanks for tuning into this little special edition here on EFTM. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast.